John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. Here it goes. Everybody out there, go burn and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel to keep you laughing in the afternoon. So don't touch that dial on read the room. Cause they always in the summer, no front and you don't want to miss it. It's double K like two the good radius. Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kel and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan cause Keenan be screaming with a plan or a plot to make it to the top. But they kinda in the middle cause they always getting caught. This ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew mystery. It's just Keenan and Kel and your vicinity like Siegfried and Royal, Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Bill and Teller. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, here it go. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. Woo! Coolio with Keenan and Kel. What's up, everyone? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's Thursday, January 31st. That was Coolio singing the theme song for Keenan and Kel. I told Jake, probably no one's going to like that but me. I was a huge Keenan and Kel fan back in the day. Good tune. I'm a big Coolio guy, so yeah, worked out. I, I thought you would like the Coolio aspect of it. You should watch yeah. the music video. It's pretty badass. They're like squatting on cars and rapping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah, decent decently decent Coolio fan. I mean just he's got it all. He's got the hair. What what do you want your rapping name to be? Coolio. <laughs> I wonder how he got the name. I mean it has to be that story that you just said. I'm Coolio. Um We uh we ignore uh, it as a society, but how about uh Kenan Thompson? Life. Wait, Jake, what do you think Coolio's birth name is? Do you have it up? No. Artis Leon Ivy Jr. Artis Leon Ivy Jr. It's kind of fun. Yeah, not a bad name. Keenan Thompson got married in 2011. To Congrats, Keenan. Christina Evangeline, which if you want to pronounce it Christina Evangelina, that just makes it a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, the career of Keenan Thompson is kind of out of control. Uh, I found the story of how Coolio got his name or how he says he got his name. It's pretty good. Okay. He was walking down the street of L.A. with a guitar case strapped to his back, and a stranger yelled at him, out at him, Who do you think you are? Coolio and Glacis? <laughs> <laughs> He said, oh, my God, it's perfect. <laughs> I am now. Kenan Thompson has been on skit shows since he was 14 years old. Right. He's probably 40 now. Like his, his whole adult life has been doing skits. Like He wakes up in the morning, and he just does skits. Yeah. It's pretty wild, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the laundry list at this point. I mean, he's been... <laughs> He's been on SNL from 2003 till now, which is one of one of the longest runs in SNL history. Might be the longest. I got I, I can double check on that. Um but yeah, man, I mean Keenan and Kel, obviously if you know, you know. Did you well, um, did you like Keenan and Kel? 
A little bit. That was that was a little out of my area code. That's when, like, you've heard me say the statement before. Like, I I skipped Nickelodeon and I went straight to sports as a kid. Yeah, yeah that's why I, I so thought like maybe I mean you... I knew Keenan and Kel, but was I watching every or regular episodes? No. Um. It was, so do you, you know, do you, chipmunks do you, in the trains, bro? If you hear this line, do you enjoy it? Who loves orange soda? <laughs> Kel loves orange soda. Is it true? Is it true? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's true. Ooh. Does anything for you? So no, not really. No. Mm, that was like the big catchphrase from Keenan and Kel. Mm. Kel loved orange soda. <laughs> It's, cl- it's a classic catch line. Uh, has um, Keenan Thompson been in any movies besides Good Burger? Welcome to Good Burger, home of a Good Burger. May I take your order? Uh, wow, Jim, you must feel like a total and complete asshole. Sure, it is Thursday. You ever seen the movie D Two Mighty Ducks? Uh, <laughs> I cuts. I, I should be able to send you to timeout right now. Man. That must have actually felt like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Eat shit and lick a cut, bitch. Gotcha. That's what just happened to me. Yep. Got got. It's only the greatest trilogy in the history of cinema. Yeah. So he's in both of those heavyweights. Are you going to jump off a building? Do we have to keep eyes on you? This is the toughest Thursday morning I've had yet. This oh, is... just all my childhood favorite movies. Just literally a laundry list. This guy's been attached to you (laughs) subconsciously your entire life. Um, You just threw him under a bus, and now that same bus is coming back and running you over, over, and over again. (sighs) It sucks, man. It's tough. Those are his first four credentials. D2, D2, heavyweights, D3, Good Burger. The first four movies were like his first four things he did. I guess all that was going on. Yeah, yeah had had a couple misses. Had a couple misses. Rocky and Bullwinkle, which I was a huge fan of as of a ki- as a kid. The cartoon that the movie didn't didn't meet expectations. Fat Albert's Ma- a huge miss. Master of Disguise. Um, Do you did you watch all that ever? You didn't watch Keenan and Kel. Did you ever watch all that? Do you know do you know his famous character from all that? Pierre Escargo? We were uh we were sneaking in that was sneaking up on bedtime, I feel like. I think my sister was more into all that than I was. So like I'd I'd turn an eye to it, but again, you, wasn't 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 changing my plans. Do you know Pierre Escargo? Um I'm it's very familiar, I'm sure, if I saw it. It's it's him laying in a bathtub with a raincoat on, speaking yes. like bad French. Yeah. I'm going to play it. I don't know if it's funny or not. Oh, I'm going to play no. a clip. Just one clip. It's a semi-educational moment. He's so young. He's like 12 years old. I think that's all. I think he just says sentences and then goes, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Which isn't not my kind of humor. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, Lady, you're scaring us. That's better. 
Let's, let's just go back to that. We're really we're giving you a really deep sense of humor the past couple of days. Uh, how'd your day yesterday? How'd you? What you do? What you do? What you do? What I do? Um, well, I'd like to go back to Coolio and say that uh, as a generic white male, "Gangsters Paradise" is one of my favorite rap songs. Um, so sorry for lowering your street cred more. When we lived Julio. in po- when we lived in Pope House, I think, and you just got your first job out of college. I remember maybe it was a week long phase, maybe two weeks, where Gangsters Paradise was your ride to work every morning. I was just like, I had to learn it. I had, yeah. I had to learn it. It's like it was, he was singing through me. Yeah. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. I mean, that's just that's the definition of like. I don't know if they were going to open up a another SNL an SNL skit they make to a movie that would be like the lead girl from from Bridesmaids would just be singing that in karaoke in a room by herself. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy? No. No. Different sense of humor. Rebel um, Wilson. No, stop with the big ladies, dude. The girl from SNL. Maya Rudolph. Well, accurate, but still wrong. Kristen Wiig. The lead Wig. character. Thank you very much. The I never seen bride. I never seen Bridesmaids. I just know the cast. Okay. Well, there's one lead. Um, I've seen the first 20 minutes. I bowed out. Said not for me. Keenan Thompson is the longest tenured member of SNL at 16 seasons. Uh which is nice, but also sad, um, because SNL is a place that <laughs> a lot of people want to be a stepping stone, even though it's very cool. Um, Sixteen seasons, Jim. I mean, yeah, but if you take all that, which was the same show for kids, he's been doing skits his whole life. His wife probably wakes up like, "Who am I dealing with today?" Like he's, and he just goes, "Mara shada ha ha." Good morning, my wife. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a good joke. Um, Thanks. I hit my laugh track button, but I don't have one. I mean, dude, we're just. I think we got to move on. So get one more fact out. on. Keenan. I don't think we do. You said everything's light anyways. Um, <laughs> I. So let me see his first Keenan Thompson. So his first season. I mean, we're talking Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey. Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, <laughs> uh, Seth Meyers. Those guys haven't all moved on to bigger and better things, have they? Fred Armisen, Will Forte. <laughs> they all don't have, they don't have, they don't each one of them have their own shows or been in big movies, have they? <laughs> Chris Parnell. Um, the only just... guys that jump on here that I'm not. Horatio Sands, his career outside of SNL never took off, but I'm a huge Horatio fan, Sands fan. Um, that's a good, good way to describe my sense of humor. The one and only. Uh, Daryl Hammond, who he passed for longest streak, um, was 95 to 09. And again, just, I mean, a classic character actor that never really took place outside of that. And Rachel Dratch, who's found herself in some things. But like, I mean, just going from that cast now, like you could start connecting the dots from like, Keenan Thompson to <laughs> Deep Tracks SNL. Um, so good. Good for you, Keenan. We're happy for you. Yesterday, 
yesterday? Yeah, you do anything yesterday? Totally did. Um, yeah, we uh what did we do yesterday? It was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what? Yeah, the um the the lady got some decent news at work. Um I think her her role is changing a little bit and she's excited about that. It's been a, a stress point for her. So got got a couple flowers, went out went out to dinner, congratulated her. That's nice. Yeah. Um classic nice guy. Um cranked some coolio. Um and then yeah, I kind of uh, came back, got got back into sports world. I'm like gearing up for Super Bowl weekend. Eyes are on that. Golf tournaments coming up, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, I I'm trying to think Outs- outside of the Knicks. Did I watch? Did I watch any Deportes last night? Oh, today's a huge UConn day. Couple couple big UConn Husky days. So last last night was like uh, was the calm calm before the storm a little bit. Nice, nice. I got a lot of work done yesterday myself, so I didn't do anything interesting, but it was fun. Nice. You you saw me in the morning. You guys heard me in the morning when I was was I was up in Adam. I was ready, rearing and gearing, ready to go. And then I did. I I stayed through to the the night. I did a lot, so I was excited about that. Nice, nice. Let's do some sports. Move on. We have nothing. There's like is a like I think it's Whoa. like the well. We'll just get into it. Jeez. Teaser. The Knicks lost to the Mavericks 114 to 90. Ennis Cantor got put into the game and kissed the ground to make sure that everybody knows his personal triumphs and tribulations. Kissed the ground the same way a group of Asians did after I got off a plane that we all thought we were going to die on. Same thing. No, he just was a guy that was on the bench and then got put into a game. Kissed the ground because thank God he's safe and sound in the midcourt. Fuck Ennis Cantor. Yankees pitching prospect Davey Garcia. Uh, has an arm that's pretty special, according to draft guru and fun ruiner and uh, jerk face Keith Law, who also said that Yankees' top prospect Florial isn't going to be that good. He said that last year as well. And Giants' Saquon Barclay beats Baker Mayfield and Quentin Nathan for Pepsi Rookie Player of the Year. Nice. I didn't do the ba 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 ba, and you did it. That's some yin and yang stuff. Someone had to do it well, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never done it well. Uh huh. Say hey. Watch a bum bum. Tampa Jean Girls. All right. That's Kings of Leon. For anyone that just listened to me and Jake do that and were like, damn, what was that song? I want to go listen to that. It's Taper Jean Girl by Kings of Leon. So is that like a known Kings of Leon fan, or is that a song that I know that a lot of people wouldn't know just from being around you guys? I'm always shocked you know it because it's not a popular Kings of Leon song. Okay, there like you it go. never it never made the radio. Okay, uh, among Kings of Leon fans, it's known. Okay, but yeah, if you're if you're just like a I know Sex on Fire and whatever their other songs are that I don't like. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's, um, I mean, do we just want to roast Cantor for the next 45 minutes and call it a show? I don't, I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, so I went on Reddit because I was browsing the internet trying to find, like, stories today to make this more interesting of a segment. There's nothing out there. 
the the fucking Reddit page, man, is in love with Ennis Cantor. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what that can possibly be. Like, in love. I couldn't find a bad comment about him. I got to see this. I got to see this with my own eyes. I'll read them to you. What do I type in? Reddit Cantor? Uh, It's uh, reddit.com slash r. It's in the Nick subreddit, and it's probably one of the top ones. Uh, Top comment, I was there. The crowd loves him. He's definitely a cornball, but I like him. I don't give a fuck. I love this guy. I know he did the same thing with OKC, but he really does seem to care about the team, fans, and city. No, he cares about himself. Bright spot in a dark season. This guy seriously just wants to fucking play. I'm sick of bullshit narratives getting thrown around about him. Uh, what a fucking stupid crowd. Embarrassing. There we go. Finally one that's that I agree with. Uh, I, I, I got to think that these are, and I don't mean to be mean to any young kids that listen to our show, but I got to think these are high school kids. Because I think grown adults don't really think any of this nonsense is cool. I would hope. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, I, I've made my way to the Reddit website, which if, if any of you know my Reddit trials and tribulations, that's, that's a big step. Um, well, I mean, I like, I mean, the number one comment was, I was there, the crowd loves him, LOL, which I think... <laughs> Yeah, that's the fine. L- but the LOL saves it a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's... Know what it is, Jim? It's it's a distraction from the basketball product on the court. Sure. Yeah, whatever. It's, because it's the annoying. basketball is so atrocious, so I think any any Knicks fans that haven't realized or seen the Knicks be bad at basketball for the past two decades... I think they're like, oh, my team's not good. What do I distract myself with? Okay, Enos Cantor. Um, and then there's probably another, there's a group of other people that probably don't even know. Well, A, there's probably a group of basketball people that just flat out ignore how bad Cantor is at defense and that he can't, he's the worst pick and roll defender in the league and that's the number one play run. Like, I'm trying to think of an equivalent for that. Like, what would it be? Like a baseball player that can't hit fastballs yeah chris carter but he's like oh you know at once every slider um you know i i hit for a double pitchers are like okay well i'm not gonna throw you a slider unless i can't throw my fastball for a strike i guess um and then yeah there's another there's another crew that's probably just this generic millennial group who doesn't want to be on the wrong side of everything and they're like well you know Cantor's standing up to a dictator we have to support him you and gotta like, start yeah, you, you got support him on that you gotta start weaving in generation k or whatever it is i don't know what that is well you use millennial for young kids and they're not millennials now we're millennials yeah but millennials just take the brunt of the blow because the we haven't we haven't properly named the next generation yet. Generation K, that's not going to stick. No, it, it has stuck. It's um, it there's a name for it. It's like X generation. Okay, well, it's clearly not impactful if we don't know it off the top of our hands. But generation generation mo- generation X. That's what I said, right? Every, everyone knows millennial. You said yeah. uh, you were you were dancing around it. Um, but millennials are. 25 and older. I think the youngest millennial is 25. So we got to stop millennial shaming when we're talking about young kids. 
Well, I think I I'm actually still on millennials on that one because I think young kids don't care if they're on the right side or wrong side of general statements. I think I think millennials are still like we've seen so many people get chewed out and not their careers ruined, but they'll say one line and then the other side will come and attack them and blindside. I'm like, if if you if we said like really bad things about Ennis Cantor and they'll be like, oh, sorry, this dude's being prosecuted by his country and he can't talk to his parents and he couldn't go to London because he's scared he's going to get murdered. I'm sorry about that. And you're just like, dude, you're missing it. Like, I can still not like the guy. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. So I'm, I, I am keeping that millennial. So I, all right. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll try to get some X and millennial. Maybe I was we'll ta- start bringing down Generation X on here. I was talking to you and me because obviously I can't even remember. It's Generation Z. Generation X is millennials. Generation Z is the next one. See, they don't have a they don't have a nickname yet. Millennials was such a strong term. We got to figure something else out. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just I just hate when people just group like high schoolers and just call them millennials. It's like that's not what it is. Yeah, there's like 40 year old millennials right now. That's fine. But I was 30, 36. You weren't doing that. It was more. It wasn't a specific rebut. Keith Law, known idiot face. You love Keith Law, though. I don't. I. I. He, I mean, he knows he's a fun ruiner. Um, is why I. I don't like any of this, like okay. the, the draft and like. Uh, uh, I'm so cynical. Like I don't think Keith Law has any better understanding of who's going to be good and bad at a prospect than anyone else. Even though he dedicates his entire life to it, it's such a crapshoot. Like, what's his hit rate? You understand that's a little rude. Um, yeah, but I'm not. But I, I understand it's rude. But I'm not specifically saying Keith Law. I'm just saying like anyone that thinks they're touting minor leaguers. Uh, I don't. I don't really like top 100 list. I'll take. I'll put stock in the top five guys on the list. Yeah, I mean, I I I think that's what's interesting, and it's just it's knowing. It's value. It's you have you have to look in prospects in any other sport. Like if you're if there's a young football player or um, I mean, hockey, basketball, basketball. I don't, I don't say you, you know what you're going to get, but I mean, it, it all adds up taller, faster, stronger, how well you score, how well you pass. It all adds up. Baseball. It just doesn't work like that. Like there's. You know, I I think the old comparison before all the advanced stats would be like, yeah, there's, you know, some guys will hit all their way through the minor leagues, but if they've got one hole in their swing or one pitch they can't hit, you know, they're out of the league. Um, And that's a comparison you don't hear in other sports. It's not like, well, he could could block in college, but he couldn't. Like, it it becomes a math equation. It's (laughs) size times strength, (laughs) and then, like, coachability factors in there. Baseball, and I, I think... And I don't know if um, I, I don't know if it's new fandom or anything like that. But like I, I got a couple tweets yesterday that were people like, um, you know, ah, man, I just don't really get it. Like these these guys like Chance Adams and other guys that were top one hundred prospects for us. Now there's not so much buzz, and it's just like that's just how it goes. Like until you get to the majors and you do it. You know, and I, I think another good example, if you're a Yankee fan that's listening, like when Cano and Chin Ming Wong came up, it was kind of like 
no nobody had fully heard of them. Like they weren't big time prospects, especially Wong. And then they came up and they were just good. And sometimes sometimes it goes that way. Sometimes it doesn't. Cano kind of was, but yeah. But I mean, I don't. No prospect's good until until he's in the major leagues. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me. And that's that's a different opinion that I have that is in the minority. But I'm super cynical, and I just don't care. Like Keith Law dropped Florio from what thirty six to seventy. Who gives a fuck? It's top yeah. 10, and then there's nothing else that matters. Like, do you think Keith Law is really putting a lot of effort into the 61st versus the 71st in the order of his rankings? Because if he is, Keith, who no one really cares, man. I think Just, he is. I think, I think he is, Keith's, too. That's, Keith's going to come at your neck for that, and you no, know I, that. Well, he's just such a crapshoot, dude. Like, yeah. oh, no. This, give me the but top that's 10. To be, that's supposed the t- to be, like, the skill of it. Give me the top 10 in the major leagues, right, for all 30 teams. Again, then give me the top 10 for each 30 team. I'm way more interested in a breakdown like that than the top 100 prospects in the MLB because, like, 15 through 100 are in the exact same place. If someone's like, oh, dude, he's a 16th-ranked prospect and he's a 50th, oh, I don't care. That's the same thing. Yeah, I mean that that's your brain. You're never going to get over that and that's fine. Um yeah, I mean there's there's a skill to it. I mean, I think you would love it more probably the the traditional way that baseball used to be with just these those old you picture the the guy driving around his car with the car wrappers just going to random baseball field and scouting player like like Gene Stick Michael in Yankee history. I love scouts around. and stuff like that. Right. I mean, that's that's what this is, Jimmy. This is all scouting. I just don't like the top 100 rankings. It's the same as mock drafts. I just I hate. I never can buy into. Any well, then, of that. yeah, let's let's just put those in the same bucket because I love mock drafts. I know. Um, I know. This is like up your alley. And yeah. I just I can't. I, my brain won't allow it to be. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't give it as much credence. Credence. How about that? I don't know if I've ever used that in a sentence um, as mock drafts. Um, just because mock drafts, you're, I mean, an NFL mock draft is fun. You, you know, a lot of the guys in play and you know, a lot of the team needs like you can, if, if we went around and well, they usually list them if it's McShay or Kuiper, but you could be like, like, what are the giants team needs, Jim? Uh, they need maybe a quarterback and some O line. Yeah. You pretty much got it. It, it would be that. And then you'd see like. Maybe like defensive help listed or like impact linebacker. So when it gets to the Giants pick, you're like, okay, well, is there the quarterback there? Is there a good lineman? And then you just then it just becomes a value game. Mel Kiper coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean baseball baseball is such a crapshoot. But I mean it's uh it's a little bit of an equation too. If you're a six six pitcher who throws ninety eight with a wipeout slider, there's a good chance you're gonna make it to the majors. So you slide that guy up. Um, the, you're, you're totally right with someone like Florial that was the big discussion in Yankee land because it's basically saying this guy's a really good athlete. We just don't know if he can hit a baseball. <laughs> yeah. He didn't it's start like, playing. well, that's, that's the big one. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we won't go too deep into Florida. And then we but... saw like, I, I think a great example. How about who's that dude that came up to the Mets last year and hit like 361 and now he's got a starting role. Jeff McNeil or whatever his name is? Yeah, McNeil. Like, guy wasn't a big prospect, but if you keep hitting, they'll let you play basketball. Baseball. That's what they don't tell you, kids. 
Francisco he, Cervelli. He, Francisco Cervelli wasn't a big prospect. He like did. I think he had bad AAA numbers, and then he came up because of injuries, and then now he's been a starting catcher in the league. If you keep hitting, they'll let you play baseball. No, they say like, oh, that he's the exception, not the rule. Right. Well, MLB prospects has so many exceptions. Right. The rule doesn't exist, and but for some people, they still act like it does. Yeah, there is no rule. I mean, again, like. And you just never know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Piazza was only drafted because Tommy Lasorda was his godfather. Or right. I don't even. Was he undrafted? No, it was something ridiculous. It was, last it round. was like round 53. And he, or he something. only got picked up because Tommy Lasorda was his godfather. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think I think there was a. And no offense, but none have ever played in the majors. But I think a female was drafted before Piazza or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it just it is wild. It's it's hard work. It's getting better, and there's um, I don't know. There's a little bit of an X factor, but there's still, yeah, there there's there's still that you just never know. I mean, you can you can draft someone like Baker Mayfield, Segway number one overall, but you're still gonna get your six round pick. Have you did you know Tom Brady was a six round pick? Um, so yeah. Davey oh, yeah. Garcia, Yankees fans, special arm. How do you pronounce that first name? D- Davey? Davey. Davey? Yeah. That's cool. Spelled D-E-I-V-I. But Davey sounds fun to me. Yeah. There's a shortstop for a while. Davey Cruz, maybe? Tigers? Spelled the same way? Jordan Gag chimed in. Piazza was the 1,390th pick, fifth, fifth from the last. Pretty well. Hall of Famer. All right. You want to go to the national, national news? Davey Cruz. Tigers shortstop for a little while. Nice 25th call, in the MVP voting his rookie year. You like that? Shout out Utpa for Jake's knowledge. No, that was... He used to play him a lot. He was on the Tigers. He was like the oh. Tigers starting shortstop for five years. Nice. What years? Um, Hurry up. Nine. 97 through 2001. Oh, yeah, I was out in Australia. You're up. Pierre Maguire. You probably know him. He calls hockey games and stuff like that, and he's better well-known for looking like the male genitalia. Has a cringeworthy exchange with USA gold medalist Kendall Coyne-Schofield. Do we like three names? I think we like three names. Jim, we had a game winner in the NBA last night. Carl Anthony Towns for your Minnesota Timberwolves. You'd actually like this. He hits the game winner from the corner, and he looks kind of surprised, and then he throws his hands up. College basketball, uh, college football, excuse me. Excuse Riley, the, Oklahoma, <laughs> the Oklahoma coach, gets a big old contract. A lot of people thought he was going to be one of the next young guys to go pro. Looks like he's going to be staying in Norman for a while. Michigan State loses Langford, third-leading score for the rest of the season, if you had them in March Madness. Bucks wide receiver Deshaun Jackson wants to go to the Rams. Uh, you think? And, hey, we haven't really talked to any of the Anthony Davis stuff. He demanded a trade, and now the Pelicans dropped him from the team hype video, James. Wow, 
lot of stuff. I don't have any of that on my list, so you're gonna have to walk us through it. But first, let's do the Pierre Maguire thing because this is uh, all over the Twitter sphere. Twitter, the Twitter sphere. Because the the social justice people, and I'm not saying that in negative light, are a little upset, and they may have uh, cause for concern. You haven't heard the audio yet. No. So the background is uh, Kendall Coin Showfield is uh, like a five-time gold medalist. Uh, college player she skated in the skills competition like had a speed that was right up there with the men's did she win overall i don't know she was pretty fast bottom line fast she calls the game with pierre who sits in in between the benches and stuff Mm. and this was like his opening to her it's been exciting it's overwhelming and i'm so excited to join you here so tampa's gonna be on your left Pittsburgh's gonna be on your right what are you expecting out of this game we're paying you to be an analyst not to be a fan tonight i yeah it is pretty fucked up. Like, not fucked up. It is pretty like, what, Pierre? I know which team is which team. And yes, you're not paying me to be a fan because I'm not a fan. I'm a professional gold medal hockey player. He, the, the best way to say it is he would not say that to a, a male. This is tough for me because I, I get that it's partially wrong. I do. But the initial thing that jumped in my head... That again, it doesn't make everything null and void, but in my head, it initially does. Is Dick Vitale, man? That's like been Dick Vitale's speech for years. Like, do you believe this? I get to sit front row at all these games. They're paying me to do this. I'm paying here. I get to watch all these seats from the front row. Like, I think, like someone like Dick Vitale, I think he would love that. Like, if someone kicked it to Dickie V and said, Dickie, you don't just get to be a fan tonight, buddy. You got to call this one. He goes, I know it. <laughs> you know? And so that, yeah. that was the first thing that went through my head. But he's so talking like, about himself. Like, this is her first time being an analyst, and anyone who has no idea who she was, right. here's the line, you're not a fan tonight. We're paying you to be an analyst. It's basically like, so you better say something good. I don't know. It's just a really bad setup for a first-time female analyst. Yeah. It, I don't think I, he met. I don't think he meant harm. I just think it's like some ignorance that's uh, like that just deep inside of him and that generation. Yeah, I'm going I'm going less sexist there. And I mean, I'd, I'd go like for anyone doing their first like time that sucks like that. That's basically being intro- that's like going on a stand up stage and being like, this is this guy's first stand up performance. Like if you're the crowd, you're like, this is going to blow. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So I'm I'm going less sexist. I'm going still very rude setup, um, very but, rude setup. But also, I I think he thinks he's being like nice and kitty gloves and like, oh, this is gonna be fun. And and yes. some people said if he did this to like when he had some ex uh, players in the NHL, like that's not how he would have said it. See, that's I I mean that's where I kind of disagree. I mean everything that turns into relationships and stuff. But I I I see I picture a lot of players having a lot of fun with that. Like I'm picturing when like Tony Saragusa used to be on the sidelines and stuff. And I mean I I don't know all the hockey players that that normally are in that that little weird Pierre McGuire position. You just picture the camera zooming in on him, and he looks like oh someone left a a giant inflatable penis next to the teams. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I just I I picture I picture him saying something like that. If if he said the quotes, you know, hey, you you get you're you're not a fan tonight. You're you're calling you're you gotta be giving us tidbits down there. I could see like imagine if that was like Rex Ryan at a football game. Like I think they'd love that. 
Yeah, yeah, but I think Rex Ryan is a known commodity, and he's a head coach, so you can yeah. kind of everyone knows who he is, so you can bust balls and joke. But I'm on, I'm different. on full agreement on that. I'm I'm not calling sexist or anything on that. It was bad. I, I think people I think people are going to take it that way because it's a guy essentially talking down to a girl. But if this was guy on guy, I think I'd I'd be saying the same thing. He's awkward, and then people go to this uh, Jonathan. Uh, Taves interview where he introduces him and then just puts the mic in front of his face before asking a question. Have you heard this one? Here it is. Great captain Jonathan Taves. Hey, Pierre. They still love you. You got to see it, I guess. He goes, I'm with the great captain Jonathan Taves and puts the mic in front of his face and Taves just looks around like, hey, Pierre. Hey. You got to ask me the question first. You ask questions, I answer them. So whatever, he's a goofball. That's a thing on the internet now, so now you guys all know about it. Okay, cool. it was. De- it's definitely a rude intro, but rude intro, but um, not like aggressively rude, like subconsciously rude. Yeah, yeah. Like well, honestly, pro- probably thought he was doing a smart thing, which just makes it a dumb move. Yeah. Like, what do you? Uh, what do you? Uh, what else did you have on this national news? I don't have it listed on the sheet. So Deshaun Jackson told the Bucks he wanted to be traded earlier, and then he said he wants to play for the Rams, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, man. A lot, lot of guys wish they were playing for the Rams right now. Um, <laughs> that is – I didn't even put that together. That is very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be on that Super Bowl team. They look like yeah. they're having fun this week. Yeah, they're with the young coach, the offensive guy, and the young quarterback. They're in the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, I want to be with them. Cool, dude. Um. Lincoln Riley, the the OU coach, a lot of people there's a lot of there's a lot of fun whispers about him cuz young offensive minded coach um especially he he coached Biker. So I mean there was before before Cleveland hired Freddie Kitchens, there was a lot of Lincoln Riley talk and blah blah blah. He he just fit the mold. Young young guy, offensive guru, blah blah blah. Um bumping his 2019 salary to 6 million. Jeepers. Top ten, top ten college football coach. Hey, not not bad. Good for you, Lincoln. Um, and then the Pelican stuff. I feel like you and I haven't really talked about it because I I'm I mean I did my 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 solo pod, which had a lot of Anthony Davis on it. Um, I don't know. I think the the part of this you would like. I listened to my 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 guy Rosillo last night, and so they made rules a couple years back to. To to be able to keep your draft picks in town, they they basically made it so basketball because they have they have a hard cap and how much um, guys can make. Uh, basketball they made it so the team that drafts you they have your rights and they can like offer you an extra year and more money. So basketball put that rule in so some of the smaller market teams New Orleans Memphis whoever it may be they could keep their guys and offer them more money. But it's such a player-driven league that now guys are just saying, like a year and a half out from their from being able to sign that extension, they're just saying, like, "Hey, I'm not going to re-sign, so trade me now, so you can get a little value, and I can still get that supermax." <laughs> so it's just kind of like, well, it's <laughs> classic. We made a rule, and we didn't think of all the side effects, mm-hmm. and now what's happening is not the plan. Um. Yeah, we'll see. There's there's a whole world that I I think you you wouldn't like that much. That's have you heard all the 
uh, LeBron and Rich Paul, the agency stuff. Recruiting and stuff like that? Well, so LeBron's, one of like LeBron's buddies that he's like brought up with him is now this crazy successful businessman, Rich Paul. I think he started as his agent. Now he's been a bunch of players' agents. Now he has this giant agency in L.A., represents LeBron, um, and he, like, represents Anthony Davis. So there's, there, like, there's half the NBA that's like, hey, Rich Paul's a good businessman. Like, he's, he's, he's made it to this point. Yes, he got a start because he knew LeBron, but, like, where he's at now is because Rich Paul has, like, killed it and go get go gets it um and then the other half of the league is just like what do we think is happening like mm. why don't LeBron's- the why don't the knicks sign uh rich paul to be their gm they like should yeah they like actually that would be one of the better moves the knicks <laughs> have ever done <laughs> um but yeah the brody van wagen approach yeah um how do you actually say his name? We ignored it day one because we thought we were gonna hate him, but now I like need to know his name. Brody Van Wagenen, Wagenen, Brody Van GM. I thought. Yeah, I mean you got it. Um. So so yeah, All that's right, let's, that's let's, about it. Oh, you should um look look up the uh it's on like the front page of ESPN. Um, Carl Anthony Towns hit a game winner, and it's like not uh it's not a pretty shot. I'd say, like, it was an offensive rebound that leaked out to him, and he's, like, on a spot on the floor you wouldn't normally shoot. But he hits it, and he does, like, a head turn. Like, almost looks at the bench, looks at the clock, computes in his head that I made the game-winning shot, and then throws his hands up to celebrate. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. It's it's not your it's not your natural game-winner celebration. Like, doesn't play it cool, <laughs> but, like, also not ready to celebrate hitting a game-winner. I'm pulling it up now, but ESPN.com... It just is such a bad website. Shout lags. Fired. It lags my whole computer if I try to like watch a video or click an article. Yeah. It's like a really shitty website. So sucks that people still use it. All right, let's Ooh. get into uh Shots fired. Wait, hold on. A little rampage right now. Speaking of shitty websites, hey MLB, fix your fucking website, you bitches. Wow. Good. Someone send that to them. You go to watch a highlight video, like I want to edit together a Neil Walker video. I click Neil Walker's walk-off, and every link you click on MLB videos, and you can only get MLB videos at MLB.com because they're fucking losers and don't allow you to watch their highlights. Well, now Mm. you really can't watch their highlights because every link you click takes you just to a random video, like their algorithm's off. Like if I go right now and click Neil Walker walk off because I want to watch that video to make a video out of it and I click right. it, it'll take me to like Red Sox clinch the World Series or Dodgers advance in the AL- NLCS. Just a random thing. Fix yeah. your shit, MLB. People want to watch your players and learn their names and make fun videos out of them and promote your game. And you're just making it impossible because you're a bunch of old, dumb idiots. Boom roasted. Let's get into the golf. Got the waste management open coming up. Got John Boy and Jake one and done pick'em challenge. Wow. Now, Jake, I told you last night, if all my friends are jumping off a bridge, yeah. that's probably a fucking fantastic time. It's probably yeah. gonna be really fun. There's probably some nice warm water underneath. Some swimming hole. Secret place. And everyone is jumping off a bridge. 
and I'm not going to miss out. Yeah. So I saddled up, I walked the plank, and I jumped off that same bridge. And I got Hideki Matsuyama. 18.8% used in our one and dumb, one and dumb, one and dumb. One and dumb, wow. One and dumb challenge. We got me, Sam from the Jersey Shore, Shane Bodkin, McNuggets, Bayou Bogey Boys, Hole in One Asshole, OGB, and Matt15102. We're all on the Hideki Matsuyama bridge jumping boat. I thought you were going to call it a train, but I like the bridge the bridge jumping boat, they'll call it. Mm-hmm. Badass. You ever seen a boat jumping contest? Charlie, that fireball you blew was badass. Now, Jake. Yeah. You chose another guy with a fun name. Spanish friend. John Rom. He's going to rom it up your ass. You, Shelly Duncan, Foreskin, Yanks win in 19 are all on the John Rom train. Jim, this is this is the first and again, so I know some people aren't golf fans, but this is what we're trying to tell you with the one and done golf. Um, is that it's it's just fun. In in about three minutes you can learn everything about a golf tournament, which is kind of fun. But yeah, basically it's a big Matsuyama week. Guys won here a lot and he had a big week last week, so a lot of guys went with him. There's almost a strategy of a Matsuyama fade, like you almost feel pressured into picking him because if he does good, so many other people are going to have him that you want to keep up with the Joneses. Um, but yeah, a lot of big names picked this week. Justin Thomas, we got a few of those. John Rahm, um, Gary Woodland, who's probably a little lesser known, um, but had a had a really really big year last year. A couple Phil Mickelsons, Lefty, Bubba Watson. Are you worried um, at all? Are you worried at all that current first place? John and current third place Tigers the Goat are both on the same golfer, Gary Woodland. They have a history of being successful in the in the one round we've done. Um, I I would say no. I mean, Gary Woodland's a good player and he'll probably score well this week. Um, but if, if he has a year like last year, that's that's kind of using one of the bigger names. Um, pretty early, so we'll see how it plays off again. And we we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but um. Yeah, it's it, this is the fun golf event. If if you're going to give one golf event in 2019 a year, if your resolution was, you know, maybe I should maybe, you know, I should check out golf a little bit. It's a lifetime sport where where my gym teacher's crazy for saying that. Should I watch it a little bit? This is the event you want to tune into. There's I I want to say it's the 17th or the 16th hole, but it's a par 3. They just go bonkers. Um there's people are hammered every every year like a couple uh, every day you're going to have a couple kids carted away from the course for like booze overdose, which you don't always get. Um, but yeah, check it out. That's, that's why I went, Jim, John Rahm, he's an Arizona state guy who's been playing well and he's an energy guy. He's a lot of fist pumps and all that. So I think the place is just going to be rip roaring. It's a little bit of a homecoming. John Rahm. And that's the half. Uh, I went a little. I went a little Aziz from Parks and Rec at the end there. I don't know if you saw that. You did. I did. I didn't see it though. Yeah, my hand motions. Wow. John so Rahm, first Arizona was... State Spaniard hits the ball well, feels the energy. <laughs> that got a little weird. Yeah. Halftime. Uh, first half. A lot of Keenan Thompson and Coolio talk. 
There was a lot of that, huh? Yeah, I think it was maybe we went on too long, but who knows? I don't know. I think it's important. I mean, it's a. Do you think there's I mean, anyone as, that there's anyone that listens to the show? Because granted, people listen to John Boy and Jake Radio because they like us. I'm guessing sure. they want to hear what we're saying. It's not like talking Yanks. We have some people that may listen that hate us. They just want to be in tune with the Yankees, right? But do you think there's anyone that just straight up 30 second skips until the tri-state news? Like, don't care, don't care, don't care. That was our initial curiosity. I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't find those stats. So I don't know. And we have we haven't really we, we haven't heard from someone. So if you do, let us know. Um, how about this though? SNL is the longest running TV show, right? Or is that Jeopardy? Does it beat out The Simpsons? Simpsons is the longest running cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an SNL guy. I've I've never watched right. a full episode of SNL start to finish. But I would say, I mean, SNL is one of the longest running shows ever, if not the longest sh- running show ever. It's got to be um, like, dude, it's got to be like Days of Our Lives. I think they just had their 52nd season. Dude, SNL's on season, well, it depends how you measure seasons. But yeah, SNL's coming up on like season... SNL's coming up on season 50. Not this year. It has to be the easiest thing to figure out. Uh, Let's type in longest-running TV show, right? Yeah, Gunsmoke. The Western started as a radio series in 1952. I mean, it doesn't count. Well, my guess would be some stupid soap opera. The Simpsons is up there. General Hospital. Guiding Light, 57 years. Yeah. General it's, Hospital, it's... 55. Days of Our Lives, 53. It's all the soaps. Yeah, I think so... SNL started in 75. So that's, I mean, it's up there. It's in, it's in the same category. So, I mean, Keenan Thompson may be one of the longest running characters in any TV show ever, technically. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of important. Kind of important. Half is over. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. Man threw a meth-fueled death party for his wife before she died. A would-be bank robber rips up the note after getting cold feet, and they're still on the look for her. She didn't do anything. Leave her alone. Police in Missouri town ask criminals not to mi- not to commit crimes because it's too cold. Smoking weed might be drying up your vagina, Jake. I read the news today, oh boy. Not that much news today. It's too cold for news, for real, I think. The whole country's too cold for news. Police in Missouri asked criminals not to commit crimes because it's too cold. Jim, that's where I wanted to start. Because I have issues with this. Why? I'm a big believer in you got to give a little to get a little. Okay. So if the police in Missouri really wanted this, there should be like a, yo, guys, it is too cold to commit crimes. Like, please just don't do it this weekend. Like, it's... It's dangerous for us. It's dangerous for people. Like, please don't commit crimes. I mean, technically, they ask you to do that every day. But 
I think you got to give a little to get a little. I think you got to say like, in one weekend in July, we'll have one less police cruiser out in the town, so you've got better odds. So save it for then. I think I like this move. Okay. Because I think this is what you do. Most people aren't going to commit crimes, right? Sure. But you have like a dude like, uh, what's his name from Super Troopers? Far- Farg- Farva. Farva. You have a dude like him who's just an eager idiot. And you let him work the cold night. And then you're baiting the dumbest criminals to have to deal with Farva, and you're just letting two dumb people play in the cold. Well, yeah, I was I was gonna say that like maybe you there there's either a multiplier like all, I mean all crimes punishment double when it drops below ten degrees like something like that I think would be fair, Um, or yeah you say like our our biggest dick on the force is gonna be out tonight like just no, don't you don't, do you don't tell them you just let it like oh that's really the trick that's the trick like hey oh, none see, of us I don't are, like that i like giving the criminals a chance none of us are going to be out tonight so please don't commit crime and then what if they're the good criminals mm, i still don't think like it's it was too cold to rob i still think that yeah like, well what if no you're one. just trying to provide for your family yeah that's fine don't hurt well, anyone. That's rob- robbery, and now you have Farva dealing with them. Yeah, well, that's how that's how life goes. Wow. C'est la vie. Also, smoking wow. weed might be drying up your vagina. Uh, you don't have to tell me. This was um, a Vice article. Which, no, it's funny, man. Uh, and I'm I'm scared to dig through my my texts. Hope um, none of our listeners are dating stoners. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, how's your stoner chick girlfriend? Heard she's got a dry vag, bruh. That's probably something that someone would say. Jim, I've A, I've got a stand-up routine on this, but B, I texted our friend roommate Jeff because I was up um, under the influence of marijuana one of these nights. And um, You're like, Jeff, 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 my my vagina's super dry tonight. You know any reasons? Oh, so I I'm I'm up late, and so yeah, Jim. I think this is backwards, or maybe this is a uh, is is this what's it what's it called? When uh satire? No, I don't think this is satire. Um, here's here's a couple things. I think weed does have slightly different effects on everyone. Um, it does give you dry mouth. Um, and they made a comparison to that in the article. But this whole thing, this is marketing, Jim. Mm, okay. So Viceland has a TV show called Slut Ever. So it's like whatever, but slut as a prefix. <laughs> I figured that part out. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I was watching, I forget, I was watching, I, I so, think. A so mo- you were home at night with your dry vagina watching Slut Ever. Yeah, well, it's worse than that. So, uh, whatever show, I, I, I was watching a movie, and it finished up, and so Slut Ever comes on, and I, I was laughing because sometimes I do stand-up routines when I'm high, and I like it's usually making fun of myself because normally, if you're sitting on the TV and Slut Ever comes on, 
you feel pretty obligated to change the channel. Mm-hmm. When you're high and just chilling by yourself, you're like, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to see what Slut Ever's all about. <laughs> I have to know. So Slut Ever, it's, it's this girl that I, I guess she, you know, she pushes some of the boundaries. And the, the whole episode, the episode was titled Stoned Pussies. Um, and it was all about, there's this world of, like, marijuana sex clubs, because a lot of people feel like marijuana enhances their sex. Okay. So this whole thing is a marketing scheme by Vice. The article's a Vice article, and this TV show's on Vice Land. Um, and that's, like, Iceland with a V in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke. Um Okay. All right. Uh, what about this bank robber who walked into the bank? She had a note. So that's... check out this week's episode of Stone Pussies on Slut Ever on Viceland. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> the bank robber woman walks into the bank. She has a note that says, give me all the money. She walks up to the front doors. They see her on the camera. She's like, nah, not going to do it. She rips up the paper and walks away. And they say they're looking for her. You yeah, that's unfair. You, what are you talking about? She... Had a change of heart. I've thought about robbing a bank before, and then I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. Can't arrest me for that. I mean, the whole thing could have been a joke, and like, but a joke where nobody was affected. Yeah. So let, let, this, let this lady live. And like, what if that lady, what, what if that was like a ransom note? What if she's, what if she's mute? Um. Mm. What if, what if she got kidnapped and her kidnapper is making her do this and she decided, I'm not going to do it, and now she's dead, and you're looking for her instead of the guy who killed her? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they could spin that. Like, that would be their, well, we're looking to find it. Even if she oh, was... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're looking to she, find out what happened. Okay, yeah. I get it. Wow. Whoa, I'm on the cop's side now. You have wow. to find her because she might be dude, being held hostage. you're a narc. No, dude, you got to find this girl and make sure she's okay and not being you held hostage. You pro-cop all episode. I'm I'm you pro cop like you know I'm pro I'm, like you can't say you're not pro cop <laughs> dude actually that's kind of wild think about the 70s like you know fuck the police man and like dude, there's still people that are like that right but I don't think I, I don't think they fully are because you can't like post something like that on Twitter because then you're you're dead in the water it's like a whole thing right now the you know blue lives matter black lives matter like there's there's a lot of anti cop stuff in that whole those whole blue scenario. lives matter is so the most pro cop thing in the world i'm i'm saying and, and the reason they exist is because there's a whole group of people anti cop no it's it's it it's the same thing as people want they want more support uh, yeah, Blue Lives Matter was a response to Black Lives Matter, but uh, we're we're anti innocent people being harmed by p- other people. But, but I'm, I'm just saying, that. like in in the '70s, if someone walked by you and was like, "Man, fuck the pigs, man," just rolling through, like you'd kind of be like, "Yeah, all right." Now it's like you're like, "No, you can't." <laughs> Chill I think out, dog. I think it's the same. Like I, I oh really? I, I don't think so at all. Yeah, I have I hang out with people that still hate cops, like. Like my parents, I have parents friends who just like hate all cops. It's weird. Wow. What were you? How were you taught to handle police as a kid? I don't know. Like just be nice. Me too. I, I was just asking, told be nice to everyone. I was asking someone else that day, and and they said no. We were always told just run away. Just don't inter- don't tell them anything. Don't give them anything. Don't interact. And I was like, that seems like a bad way to go about it. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like that's 
that's the speech you get. You're a freshman in college, and the senior in college that ends up at your parties is like, yo, dude, if a cop rolls through, you don't have to tell them anything. And, like, that's half fair in that time frame when world the world isn't, like, real life for you. Yeah. Because yeah, no, if you I, do say one dumb thing, they can, like, turn it on you and start ruining your life, which sucks. I was um, talking to someone, and it was, like, their parents told them that because their parents were anti-cops, and then they told their kids that. And, like, wow. Yeah. Not not in on that. No. All right. Bed of the day. It's the bed of the day. Bed of the day. Bed of the day. You're looking at two hot as hell betters right here. We got Jakey the Jake Jake Jakester. He's nine and seven on his career, and he's riding what, like a five out of six hot streak? And then you got me. I'm two for my last two. I'm smart as hell. I'm six for my last seven. I decided today I'm going to make an Excel spreadsheet and keep track of the bets way more organized and better because right now it's yeah. pretty sloppy. Six for my last seven. I want to know what what teams you win on, what teams you lose on. I want to find all the patterns. I'm 3-0 and this week. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, oh you wow. just realized. Oh, wow. I need a, I need a loss. <laughs> Super bad. Poppy Gordo goes, if I go... One you, and one if, the next if, two if days. You, if you win tonight, I have to yeah. do a show in a high-pitched voice. Fuck. It's done. Um, and luckily, that might be our Super Bowl episode, so that would be really good for the people. <laughs> no, because that's a long first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have to go till the whistle. I just have to go first half hour. Maybe if I... How about this? If I get if I get today's bet right, that would mean I'll, I'll be 4-0, 4 I'll have my four wins for the week, and we do it tomorrow, and we'll do a short first half because we're going to do a lot of fun sports sports bet props so we could blow the whistle kind of early. All right. Sure. Well, yeah, that makes sense anyway. If you get to the four, I got to do it no matter what. Might as well get it over with. Right. Um, All right. Who are you going today? Oh, boy. Now there's, now there's pressure. There's a couple NBA games I like. Pressure. Um, Raining down on me under pressure. Um, I got one that would be kind of kind of for a fan of the show. I got one other game I got to check in on, Jim. How are you feeling? You want to talk about my Duquesne Dukes last night? You still don't really know what they are. No, I, I, I was trying to find it to like follow along, find a stream or something, make some content, and it was like... We bet on a fucking rec league basketball game. They're in a serious conference. It's like URI, Richmond, St. Louis, Fordham, George Washington, UMass, LaSalle, St. Joe's, Dayton. Come on. I know a lot of those teams. I just don't know Duquesne. Well, that's what I'm trying to introduce you to, man. I'm glad that I know Duquesne now, but, but uh, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't follow along. All right. Here's the deal, Jim. We are going. We're gonna keep it in the NBA. I'm. I'm gonna keep doing. When when you're hot, you're hot. If it ain't broke, don't fix. Oh, there was one. There's one thing I have to check. The. Uh, I was gonna see if the women Husky had a line tonight because I. I was gonna try to give them some love. Check out talking Huskies if you're a Husky fan. Um, I can't find it anywhere, so I'm just gonna do it. 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some love to one of our biggest fans, and it's a game I believe in. The Orlando Magic are hosting your Indiana Pacers. And it's Orlando minus three. I have one. You have one? Even better. Um, yeah, I was just looking at it. I have one. Okay. But um, I'm just at ESPN.com, which is a, is a noted terrible website. So. Ooh. Um, all right. Well, I want, I want Orlando. Psych, um, that was the over. The, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jake. It's, it's three. Jesus. Um, so Orlando is favored by three. They're hosting the Pacers. Jim, the Pacers are playing. Um, they're playing a back-to-back. They lost to the Wizards last night. Um, they got blown out by the Wizards. That game was basically a pick Um, If you'll remember, Victor Oladipo got hurt, their best player. Um, uh, had a had a really bad leg injury. He ruptured his uh, quad or something. It was a, it was a weird one. Uh, like, looked bad. But he's, he's out for the season. Anyways, ruptured his quad. They've lost to the Grizzlies. They got killed by the Warriors at home, but, I mean, that is what it is. So now they start this little road trip. They go to Washington. They get beat up on. I think this is just one of those moments in the season you circle and it's like, oh, like the Pacers season fell apart because their best player got hurt. So I think they're going to go into Orlando. Orlando likes playing at home and likes pretending to win some basketball games. Vucevic might be named an all-star today, which would be big for Magic fans, especially our our friend and fan Magic Sam. So I'm going with it. Okay. I, I have to... About to make a big mistake-y. Wow. Well, because, I mean, no matter what you said, I'm rooting for you not to win because then you win oh, okay. the bet. You know what I mean? Right. So okay. if if your bet wins, I can't also be like, oh, but I won too. No, that's bullshit. But no, I think you want this one to win because otherwise I think the bet would be for the Super Bowl episode. So I think you've got the wrong mindset. I think no. you want it to hit so you could get it out of the way tomorrow. I, I don't. I, w- I don't want to agree with you either. I don't want you to win. I want you to go over two today and tomorrow. Wow. Um, but you said someone on the Pacers got hurt. Their best player, Oladipo, ruptured, ruptured his quad a few weeks ago, essentially ending their season. Mm, I disagree, Jake. Okay. They're still in the hunt, right? Right. They've been. They beat the Raptors. They lost to the Grizzlies by three. They lost to the Warriors, but everyone's losing to the Warriors. Then they lost the, to the they lost to the Wizards. The Raptors game was the game in which Oladipo got hurt, so he played part of that game, and then they did the like, "Wow, we're sad. Let's win this one for Victor." Then after the game, they realized like, "Oh shoot, our season is over." So now they're just losing. No, so they're they're down to Orlando, right? And uh, sure. as much as Magic Sam would like you to know, it's just a dirty swamp full of gross people. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was mean. That was coming that was for mean. daggers. Um, they uh, uh, they are going to beat Indiana is going to cover and beat wow. the Magic as like uh, come on, come on guys. Wow. There's going to be a big pump up speech. 
They're going to be in that swamp you just talked about. Like, fuck, our season's over. We just lost last night. We're tired. We're in Orlando. Yeah, that's going to motivate them. No distractions. No. They're the, mag the Magic have lost, what, uh, seven of their last eight? Magic are, are bad. Bad at basketball. Uh, the last time they played each other, Indiana beat them by 22. So even though they don't have the star player, they're still saying, yo, we beat these guys by 22. We can beat them again. So they're going to beat them. You're lost. You're lost, soul. Well, I mean, I, I, I had to go against you no matter what because I need you to go 0 for 2 today and tomorrow. Yet, Jimmy, there's a very important term in betting that you'll learn soon. It's called hedging your bets. I know you what should, hedging your you, bets means. You should be hedging right now, agreeing with me, and just flushing it out of your system tomorrow. But we'll be doing that anyways. So you'll just catch these L's. Don't talk shit to me. Wow. Got him. <laughs> catch these L's. I was going to make a joke about how it's not an L on my screen, but it's a podcast no one can see. Yeah. Tough. You gave me a backwards L. Anyway, that's the end of this show. Here's Keenan and Kel Coolio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Your California comes out when you dance to that song. That was actually good. I think that was good. Kill, I should have said Kellen Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan, cause Keenan be screaming with a plan or a plot to make it to the top, but they kinda in the middle, cause they always getting caught. This ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew mystery, it's just Keenan and Kellen in your vicinity, like Siegfried and Roya, Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem, or Bill and Teller, somebody's in trouble, oh here it go, oh Nick, Nick, Nick.